Hey, it's Jason here with another Real Estate Law Podcast Quick Take. This episode has one of our favorite guests, Logan Rankin out of Wisconsin. He is a super nice guy, really humble and very successful real estate entrepreneur. He worked for Target for a long time and he started doing all this real estate on the side like many of us do. Um, In this Quick Take episode, he shares a really interesting perspective about 401ks and quiet quitting. Now, two kind of separate subjects. Quiet quitting was a big thing a couple of years ago, and then layoffs started again, but the concept is very similar. If you are checked out in your job, it doesn't do anybody any good for you to be staying in that job, is really what Logan is saying. If you have that entrepreneurial spirit, then you should really think hard about moving to another company or starting your own, right? Because quiet quitting is not serving you. It's not serving your company if you're really not putting any effort into what you're doing. You are getting paid for a job, frankly, so you might as well actually do the job that you're being paid to do. Plus, there are some good benefits to working for that company that you could learn Uh, then apply that to your entrepreneurial journey. Now, the 401k side, which is where this clip starts out, um, he has an interesting take in that he sees that money, even if it's company matched, as money that is locked up until your retirement, 59 and a half or longer. And he said if he didn't stop putting money into his 401k, he would not have a you know, nine figure business like he has right now. And, you know, it's a, it could be a little controversial to think this way uh, because we were all trained, at least back in my generation, we're Gen X, to put your money away, take advantage of whatever the match is, let that money appreciate, continue working until you retire, then you have this nest egg. I did that, right? And it's great. Like I do have, you know, this decent amount of money sitting aside for my retirement that is totally separate from our real estate portfolio. But the mindset that a lot of people have these days is that's money that that person cannot touch for a long time. You can't leverage it into a real estate investment like lots of us have learned how to do and take advantage of the great tax benefits and using other people's money to actually earn more more money yourself. So Logan has an interesting perspective about the role of 401ks or, um, you know, the the, the reason you shouldn't do it. Um, so give a listen to this episode. Uh, learn more about Logan Rankin over at his website. I believe it's loganrankin.com. Um, and go back to the original episode and listen to the whole thing because I really think it's a good episode, even though we recorded it you know, about 18, 24 months ago. Uh, he is still kicking it. I see him on social media all the time, continuing to add to his portfolio. Uh, and again, such a humble guy. I really appreciate recording with Logan. So here it is. Tell me about that point of departure where you decided not to just kind of keep to the 401ks, but also to take control of your own finances. Yeah, this is the part that like, this is what I disagree with with W2. Um, So I'm glad that you brought this up um, because I strongly feel you can get a lot, especially if you work for a successful company or a bigger company or a Fortune 50 company. You can learn so much um, and do that, but I don't think very many Fortune 50 companies, and, and mine included, do a really good job of educating people on how to make their wealth work for you. In fact, they usually do an incredible job of encouraging you to put your wealth into buckets that keep you hostage and uh, make you uh, think twice about leaving, right? And I think now that you know that makes sense, right? You don't want high performers to be able to leave, so you do things like ensuring that they understand what the next promotion is ahead because that's like dangling a carrot of of what's next um you give stock options like when i left i mean i left hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars on the table with stock options because they don't invest for three to five years right and then they they match they they give you a free match in your 401k guys i I hate to say it but any company that tells you they give you a free match 
Putting money in a 401k is not free. It's actually the opposite. It's jail because your money is stuck until you're 59 and a half years old. And I think there's a lot of high performers out there that there's no way in hell with what they're going to make that they're going to retire at 59 and a half, even if they stay with the company. So the fact that we're encouraging people to put money into a 401k where your money's in jail until you're 60, that you have no access or protection against things like inflation, and you don't have any idea of the fees associated with that or the control over what the companies may be is, is honestly crazy. And what led me to, in the first place, you know, uh, write a book this last year because I didn't know any of those things. So I just blindly put money into it because that's what they encouraged me to do. And if I would have continued to do that, guys, I wouldn't have amassed a $275 million real estate portfolio, right? I wouldn't have I wouldn't have been able to retire at 30. Uh, I'd had to wait till I was 59 and a half, even though I was making almost $500,000 a year. Like, so you, you have to, you cannot let the W2 company tell you how to build your own wealth. And you should let the W2 company teach you skills and abilities and things that you can use outside of, of that company. Sorry to get a little uh, <laughs> excited about that question. It just, I think to your point, just to sum it up is there's things you should learn from a Fortune 50 company and there's things that you need to learn on your own. They are not your personal financial advisor. You are your own personal financial advisor. That is something you should never outsource, certainly to uh, the company that's employing you. Yeah, you know, we kind of buried the lead there a little bit and you threw it in there. You threw the number in there and I should have led with that and I apologize, but your website actually has your assets or the real estate assets at $275 million, two, 275 million. That's, let me just repeat that. 275 million asset, uh, in assets and number of units are over 2,500. And, and that I think is important to underscore because it kind of shows who we're speaking with right here. You know, like Logan has really built this up. If you're listening to this and you're in that same W-2 job or you're somewhere along that journey and you're an executive in the job or you're working retail on the sales floor, one thing you said, Logan, that was very interesting. It's very different from a lot of what we're hearing in the news right now because quiet quitting is what everyone's talking about, right? That's the term that has somehow come out this year and yeah. variants of quiet quitting have happened for decades, right? This is not a new concept, but you know now it's been branded in, um, it probably started on TikTok. But what you described was the opposite of that, right? You didn't quiet quit your job, you accelerated and performed really well. And you still came to the conclusion of, you know, I can invest the time in myself and make more money and be financially free and take all the learnings that I found from this job and go do this elsewhere for myself. So what do you think about this quiet quitting phenomenon? And, and how does that factor into what people should be thinking about today? I obviously, I think just the opposite. I think it's one of the worst things that you can do. In any scenario around quiet quitting, it just it's not effective. I don't think it's effective for you. I think it shows your character and your integrity. And um, I almost think to the point it's unethical. Um, if you really feel like your company is that poor and you want to do something like not working hard at your job until you get fired, then you should leave the company. You're, you're completely wasting your time and your skills and your abilities. Um, while you're still might be getting paid, you could be getting paid a lot more at maybe a different company, right? Yeah, I did. I, I took the complete opposite route and I doubled down and worked as hard, hard as I possibly could at my job. And I made sure that I learned as much as I could as well too. And if you ever get to the point where you're not learning anymore, you don't like your boss, you don't like your company, like the, it's not about quiet quitting, then quit, like then just, yeah. just leave. Um, so 
yeah, I, it is really popular right now. And honestly, like, it's just, it makes me super sad for, not for the company, honestly, for the individual. Yeah. yeah. I mean, if the, the labor market's such that it's so easy to keep your job because it's hard to hire somebody, then it's also a good time to climb the ranks and demonstrate your value and um, go for the promotion. So it's an, you know, it's an opportunity either to sit in your butt and play on the computer um, while you're at work, or it's a good opportunity to, to climb the ranks. Um, so maybe a once in a generation opportunity for that. The people, very few, I don't believe that anybody that quite quits, it's hard for me to believe they'll ever be financially free or at least financially free early. That that decision that they're making right there is like, if you can't do a really good job at your at your job or a job that you love or find a job that you love and um, or it's same same situation with scaling, right? If you can't manage your own personal finances, adding more streams of income and building and buying more rentals or whatever, like it's the same concept, right? So... Um, sad that um, I just read a statistic that 74% of employees are not actually engaged at work. Um, now, that I strongly believe is a lot of the owners of companies, um, the CEOs of companies with bad systems and and uh, bad setups that they should be thinking more about how to motivate their employees. Um, I think, I don't think that, I, and, and if that's the case, like, again, I'm going to say this, but like, I think the employee should just quit, just leave that company if they're treating you like shit or if they're underpaying you or they're not doing good. There is so many jobs out there. You're not going to tell me you can't find one of equal pay. So why would you quiet quit? Just quit, get out of there and do something uh, productive uh, with your time. Now, and and I, I like that because businesses that don't care about employee engagements, I hope they go out of it, out of business, right? Um, they're, you know, you should care about your employee engagements and you should have systems and processes in place to encourage them to grow their compensation, but also encourage them to grow their wealth in the right right way. Honestly, it's one of the biggest things that we focus in on my property management company. Um, we want to make sure that everybody, every employee in that company has the opportunities to be able to grow their own wealth on the side um, so we can retire them early. The company's only three years old and we've retired three people for a combined 30 years ahead of their schedule when they joined us, which feels incredible. Um, and we hope we can build up more of our employees' uh, wealth. And we hope they love their job so much that maybe they won't want to retire as soon. <laughs> maybe yeah. they'll continue to do it. Um, but they sure as heck are going to train their replacement really, really well out of respect for what we've done for them. And um, I think if you if you just think about different things like that with your with your company that you're scaling, I think it can really help. And there is another Real Estate Law Podcast quick take. For the full episode, please go to YouTube or iTunes or Spotify or wherever you listen to or heard that quick take. We're also on realestatelawpodcast.com where you can get all of our episodes and information about the show. On behalf of attorney broker Rory Gill, this is Jason Muth. Thank you for listening.